What up, everybody, and welcome to Banshee. You know what it is. This is the show where we talk about the greatest show on television, and that is Banshee on the Cinemax channel. So strap in and get ready, because it's season three, recap and review time. So what up, everybody? Welcome back. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Don Mega, and I'm joined, as always, by my boy Lynx. What up? What's going on, Don Mega? How you been, buddy? Good, good. You know what it is. We're getting so close. We're ever so close to season four. Oh, and you know, our blood, our blood's starting to boil there, right? Uh, I can't wait for it to start. Alicia Dushku is going to be in it. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I can't wait to see where they're going to put her and what, what her role in it is going to be. Uh, you know, and, and, you know, typically we have 10 episodes. We're only going to have eight in the new season. So, I feel like we're going to have eight jam-packed episodes for them to get everything <laughs> well, done in eight episodes man it's gonna be it. crazy it's gonna be a roller coaster ride well i mean they got really good with jamming a whole lot of stuff into 10 episodes in this last season so i think they're getting better at it every season so yeah oh. losing two episodes in two hours of programming though is a, is a lot so but, i don't know i mean it's good i think we're gonna we're just gonna get ready to get a lot of cram stuff crammed at us you know in a very short period of time one quick question before we start season three recap show there donnie mm-hmm. do you think we're going to get uh, hood's real name yes of course you think so yeah okay yeah okay. I, I yeah i'm pretty 99.9 percent sure we're gonna get that <laughs> so all right all right fair enough you don't you don't think the way this show goes, <laughs> no. Yeah, you think he'll go to say it in the very last episode, and it'll just cut to black. <laughs> I can yeah. see them doing that. That one what, like like a, like a like a Sopranos ending, but it's yeah. his name. <laughs> nice, <laughs> and, and, nice, yeah. Everything's settled and done, and he's standing with Brock or whoever's left to the end, right? And he's like, "Nice to meet you. My name is." Fade to black. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> let me let me reintroduce myself. My name is Fade to Black. <laughs> I can see them pulling the Sopranos right there on it. So I wouldn't be surprised, but it would kill me. I know it would kill me too. So, but I think we'll get it. I think I think they're gonna really wrap this up pretty nicely for us, and that's why they decided to have this be the last season. So I think it's gonna be good. And uh, I'm going to ask my guest right here. Don't you think it's going to be good? Ladies and gentlemen, Chayton. Hello, everybody. Welcome. My name is Chayton. (laughs) I'm happy to be here on Banshee. Welcome to Banshee, (laughs) y'all. All right, Chayton. Sit down and listen to the show. All righty there, Don Mega. So... Once again, we just oh, want to man. welcome you to the show. Uh, this has been going on now for a couple months. It's been real nice. we got a lot of you coming back. Uh, we've had our intro episode. We did our season one and our season two recap and review. They're available right now to listen to on reddragonsradio.com and iTunes. So make sure you go back and listen if for some reason you you missed those. But they're all available for you right now. It is March, and uh, so it is time to do our season three. And for me personally... This is the best right here, baby. So this is, uh, you know, we we had an amazing season one, and we talked about how can they ever top it, and then they topped it with season two, and then we said, damn, that shit was awesome. How are they ever going to top it? And then they topped <laughs> it with season three, and that's where we and, are tonight. Mm. Uh, and, and, the, yeah. and 
The answer is yes. They topped it. <laughs> they topped wow. it. This is the season right here. This is where it all comes to a blow. Uh, for me, this, this season is not only the best season, but this is the season that got me into this show. We've talked about it a little bit yep. you know, in the past when we talk about intros and stuff. And it was an episode of this season that I just happened to be channel surfing through. And I said, damn. And I'll tell that story a little bit more when we get to the episode that I saw. But uh, this is the season that for me, I caught it and I said, damn, I need to watch this show. And I went back to the beginning and just binged it all the way through. And uh, I'm glad I did because, man, this is where the love started for me on Banshee. And uh, so, as always, we're going to sit, we're going to break it down episode by episode, 10 episodes going on for season three here. And then we'll discuss, you know, what we liked or maybe didn't like about the episodes this season and uh, just kind of discuss as we always do. And uh, I know this is very fresh in Lynx's head over here. He just binge watched oh the whole season here over the past weekend. Uh, so he did more homework than I did. Unfortunately for me, uh, Daredevil season two just dropped on Netflix. So I've been binging that. Uh, so, but uh, so he, he's going to have it a little bit fresher than me, but uh, this is, this is still the newest season. So I feel like I got a pretty good idea here. So uh, I'm ready to go. If you're ready to go, my friend, let's do it, brother. All right. Let us do it. Let's start, of course, like I said, episode one. This episode is called The Fire Trials. So we got Lucas, Brock, and Siobhan. Uh, they corner Hondo, one of the neo-Nazis who gunned down Emmett and his wife at the end of the second season. Uh, then they proceed to empty their bullets into a surprise Hondo who expected to be arrested. Afterwards, Brock proceeds to answer a prowler call, which turns into a sexual encounter with his ex-wife. Brock hasn't moved on from Emmett's death and then showed having a drink at his grave. Anastasia, who is now separated from her husband, is shown to be working in a restaurant where she assaults a customer for groping her behind. Meanwhile, Chayton returns from the city back to Kinaho land during the fire trials. Rebecca wakes up in bed with Proctor. Chayton threatens Rebecca outside Proctor's strip club. Chayton and his men attack a U.S. Marine weapons convoy near Camp Genoa, uh, Genoa uh, killing all the Marines again in the way with the weapons in spite of lucas's intervention lucas along with sugar and job then plot to rob the safe over at the camp nola long shadow is shown to be at the place where alex died swearing revenge so this was a hell of a kickoff episode man I mean, about it. <laughs> we had you know talk about once again just so much being crammed in and thrown at us at one time this episode had a ton because yeah we start off with one of the nazi guys who was a part of the shooting of Emma and his wife, who just horrifically got gunned down at the end of the second season. Yeah. And you think this dude's going to get arrested. And this shows how much Lucas has rubbed off on Brock and Siobhan. Because especially they Brock. All, yeah, especially Brock, who was always Mr. By the Book, does everything right. And they all three just open up fire on this dude and murder him. Like, well, straight up murder him. Yeah, uh, don't forget who took the first shot now. Brock. Brock took the first shot, mm -hmm. and then Javon followed, and you know, and uh, Lucas kind of just waited, and they pretty much emptied their clips, and then he finished them off with two shotgun uh, a blast. You know, it was a great, it was a great opening scene to a great season three premiere. You know, yeah. just an, an amazing, amazing uh, starting sequence. Awesome. Yeah, 
very big start and sequence, and it shows you how much this team is bonded and kind of advanced, and that was really cool to get the revenge there for Emmett. Um, I remember the whole thing with Brock and, and his ex-wife. That was kind of a weird storyline at first, and, you know, at first I was kind of like, I don't know why they're kind of shoehorning this kind of into that thing, but as we kind of move on, we know why, because we kind of move on with, you know, what his ex-wife kind of brings to the story later on. Yeah. Um, you know, Anastasia, you know, not much going on with her in this first episode. We just get, you know, she's working at the restaurant and everything. But the big thing here is Chayton finally returning. You know, we wondered the whole second season, like he's in the beginning, then he just disappears. And we get the little after credit scene that shows he's coming back. And he's back, and he's back with a vengeance. They take, they go down, you know, they attack this Marine Corps, um, you know, convoy. They take yeah. all these guns and everything. I mean, they really do a great job, and they really stand off one-on-one against the Marine Marines and against Lucas and all of them, you know, because he just shows once again, man, that that Chayton is not afraid of <laughs> anything, really. You he, know, I, I mean, just... yeah, I mean, he took down the convoy with a bow and arrow, right, <laughs> <laughs> right through the windshield into the driver's chest. I mean, that was that was pretty nuts. <laughs> it was insane, man. I mean, just another, just you know, great return to form for Chayton. Uh, just a, a lot going on there. And then, uh, you know, Lucas, of course, spots that there's this big safe and there's all kinds of money and they got all this stuff in there. So you know what the big job's going to be for this season of what they want to do. Oh, and, yeah. it, and it's rob this mother. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> it sets up a really good idea of where the story's going for the season. It gives us kind of a closure for the second season. Um, this was just an excellent, excellent um, season premiere. So nothing but love for this episode what you got well i'll i'll tell you my favorite part of this episode is after um lucas hood went to the base you know talked to uh the uh, uh you know uh colonel or whatever he is who was running camp general uh stowe uh i believe his last name is uh so you know he's asking him he sees the money he's asking him about this and that and uh he gets back he calls up Job, uh, uh, Job. Uh, Job. <laughs> there's a great scene. I guess Job stayed back with uh, Fat Al after they, uh, uh, you know, killed Rabbit and all of his guys and everything in the church, right? So, uh, I, you know, Job and uh, Fat Al are doing this job, uh, hacking the stock exchange or something, and it was a big briefcase of money. So Job goes after the guy outside, right? Uh, <laughs> and you know, they're exchanging fire and, um, uh, he had two grenades with him. Uh, the guy, uh, you know, firing at Job, right? Throws one grenade. Job jumps out of the way, <laughs> goes to throw another grenade. Uh, uh, something happens and it falls in between his legs and he goes, Oh, bollocks. And him, <laughs> the grenade. <laughs> And all the money just explode. <laughs> yeah, this shit was hilarious. And it's just raining, burning was money. Like, oh fuck me! <laughs> I love Job, man. Yeah, and that's when uh, Lucas calls him to tell him about what he just saw, and uh, and Job basically told him how much he hates him. And now Job is on his way back to Banshee. <laughs> but, but that was that that was like my my favorite part of this uh, episode. Uh, the beginning and that because it was just so funny the way the grenade you know pin was pulled laying in between the dude's legs and he just looks at it he just goes oh bullocks and then boom 
I don't know why. I just really liked that part, man. I just started cracking up. <laughs> but that, you know, it was, you know, a lot happened in this episode for a lot of setup and a few different, uh, you know, things. But, you know, you had closure with, you know, the neo Nazi in the beginning, and you had the setup of what's going to come uh, throughout the uh, t- uh, episode right to the end of it. So. Um, and that brings us to uh, episode uh, number two. <clears throat> so, uh, um, oh, did uh, did did you want to uh, go over anything with uh, episode one before we move on there, Don? No, I'm done with one. Rock on. Um, oh bollocks! <laughs> it still gets me every time. Okay, so all right, uh, <clears throat> uh, the Colonel of the Camp Genoa appears. Oh, I'm sorry, that's uh, episode two. Uh, snakes and whatnot. The the colonel of Camp Genoa appears at Anastasia's new workplace and uh, gives her <laughs> kind of <laughs> he eats her out. So <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah. I, I mean, I'm reading it. I'm like, okay. I mean, this is a explicit uh, podcast. So yeah, he basically just ate her out. So uh, yeah. Uh, uh, a former neo-Nazi named Kurt Bunker appears at the caddy, wanting to sign up as a new deputy. Hood takes a liking to him, but as Billy Raven has been hired, can't offer the job. Proctor and Rebecca meet with rival drug dealers, and Rebecca grows more agitated during the encounter. She draws her gun and shoots one in the knees. Proctor and Burton dispatch of the others, leaving Rebecca to finish the job. Proctor hears that his mentor is dying of, or mentor, I'm sorry, mother is dying of cancer and takes her in uh, to his manor. Anastasia breaks off her relationship with the colonel upon learning who he is. Uh, Gordon cleans up his act, shaving his beard and cleaning his apartment. Anastasia and Hood, uh, re- uh, I'm sorry, recon, <laughs> recon an underground tunnel that leads to Camp Genoa while the colonel brutally beats one of his own men for uh, tipping the re- the red bones about the gun shipment. Chayton sends two of his men to kidnap Proctor and, and Rebecca, uh, but Burton dispatches both of them with an awesome fight scene, I might add. Uh, Lotus, or... Lotus is shown continuing his affair with his ex-wife oh Brock <laughs> Brock's last name is Lotus <laughs> alright uh, Hood visits the uh, Kanahu reservation in an effort to find those responsible for the disturbance of Proctor's manor but ends up beating the local law enforcement, meeting the local law enforcement. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm having a hard time reading right now. <sighs> okay. Uh, anyway. Uh, He's so, not beating the local law enforcement. No, meeting, <laughs> beating, meeting. Ugh. God. <laughs> okay, I do know how to read, I promise. Uh... <laughs> uh uh, the show ends with uh, Dave visiting Hood, then leaving dis- disappointed as Hood can't explain to her why he cares for her. After she leaves, 
Hood hears a knock on the door. As he opens it, a gun is cocked, but we don't see who is on the other side. That's episode two in a nutshell. <laughs> so, um, what did you, what'd you think about episode two, Don? It was good. I mean, especially that that ending leaves you very like, oh, crap, I got to wait another week for this. Because, you know, yeah, he's talking to Deva and then she leaves and kind of storms out of his house. And then you instantly hear the knock and he thinks it's her coming back. And when he opens the door, you just hear the and you're like, oh, shit, like, who's there? (laughs) Who's at his door? What's going on? Um, It's the classic Banshee end of a show. (laughs) A bunch of guns uh, cocking. (laughs) I love the colonel, um, you know, giving her cunnilingus uh, at the job. That was great. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, this was this is cool because we do meet uh, Kurt Bunker in this episode, who was a really cool new character uh, that we meet in the third season. And I really took a liking to this character myself. Um, you know, we got better stuff with him as the season went on, but I, I liked that he was like this reformed, you know, neo-Nazi guy who was all tatted up and nobody wanted to give him the light of day. And he's like, I just want to do good. I just want to, you know work for the police department and i'm so excited to see where the story goes with kurt and you know season four um you know because it gets so crazy with him but i i really really like the introduction of this new character i didn't like i never cared for billy raven i thought that was kind of a eh, kind of addition to the to the to the police force i was kind of like i didn't get it to be honest i mean i didn't get why they picked uh an ex-reservation cop I think they were just doing it from like a political standpoint, being PC and stuff, and just trying to have you know, right? Because okay. they deal with so much of it that it'd probably be nice to have him, you know, on the team. It just, I don't know, but yeah, it was just kind of eh. Um, I like to see the turn that Rebecca was taking in this episode. Like we really started to see her transition from the kind of rebellious, quiet kind of little Amish girl to. You know, this really crazy, like, getting into what, you know, her uncle does, and she's getting involved in the business, and she's shooting people now, and, I mean, it was it was kind of a big departure there for Rebecca this season, um, oh, you know, awesome seeing, you know, Chayton being like, go get me, you know, uh, Proctor and Rebecca, but then Burton, of course, kicking all their asses, and, you know, shutting that shit down, Um yeah, I mean, this was this was a good episode, um, you know, overall. I mean, it really continued to advance the story. I mean, this wasn't, like, a super standout episode for me, but, I mean, but it wasn't bad in any way. It was just, you know, it was a good follow-up to uh, what the season premiere gave us. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of how I looked at it, too. It's like, um, you know, I could have taken it or leaving it. It didn't really set up anything new. I mean, you, you met Raven... You met Bunker, the uh, neo-Nazi who wants to be part of the sheriff department. Um, you know, you see all the, uh, <laughs> you know, swastikas all over them. Uh, it, it's just the thing with Raven that got me is, how is he so oblivious to what Hood has done the the previous two seasons? Because, see, you know, I think they went into, you know, when they went to the reservation, Raven's like, you can't do that. And he's like, why? I do it all the time. Why didn't, why was Raven surprised by that if he was a cop either, you know. Because I think Raven was just only used to the reservation. He didn't know what went on in the actual city. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, he's like, oh, no, I go into the reservation all the time. It's like you would think Raven would know that being, you know, a cop of the reservation, you know, 
apparently the previous two seasons, but I don't. I, I didn't remember Hood ever saying he went there all the time. So yeah, it was just a. Uh, it was just a, like a quick, like a one line thing he said to him as they went to the reservation. Of, I think I think Hood could have been bullshitting them too, though. <laughs> That's true. You know, just to make him feel more at ease with it because he was freaking out about it. So he was, I think that was more of like a "Don't worry, I do this all the time" kind of thing. You know, not that he really yeah. does. I think it was more just to set him. Yeah, I mean, in prior, like, memory from what I can remember, I think they've only done it one other time. (laughs) So, good point. All right. (laughs) So, um, as far as, yeah, episode two goes, like I said, it wasn't really much as far as plot development or, you know, you just meet a few new characters, really. Yeah, and that's, uh, you know. Episode two was, eh. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. <laughs> Listen, I, not bad, not bad in any way. Just you know, just no. I mean, it wasn't, wasn't a stand up. Yeah, it's a very good way to put it. All right, well, let's get to a standout right now, and that's episode three. Episode three is a fixer of sorts. Um, Nola attacks Proctor's house and starts her attack by throwing an axe right into Burton's shoulder. With a look of death on his face, Burton pulls the axe out of his shoulder and the two engage in a brutal fight. Despite Nola besting Burton at the start of the fight, Burton manages to gain the upper hand and he kills Nola. My girl Nola, no! Who thinks about Chayton during (laughs) her last two moments. Hood is arrested by FBI Special Agent Robert Phillips, but they are soon kidnapped by Brantley, the man Jason Hood was running from in Season 2. Brantley tortures both Hood and Phillips, demanding that the money that was stolen by him by Jason uh, be returned. Hood eventually escapes and kills Brantley and his men by saving Phillips. Chayton's younger brother Tommy attacks Proctor's uh, striptease bar with several red bones. The deputies Brock, Siobhan, and Billy Raven dispatch the attackers, with Billy Raven reluctantly killing Tommy Littlestone. Meanwhile, Proctor takes his dying mother to his house, and at the end of the episode, Philip reveals to Hood that in order to cover his back, he left an FBI file about Hood at the Banshee Sheriff's Department, leading to Siobhan learning that Hood is an impostor. Foster. Ooh, so this episode right here, man, this is uh, like we this, loop. <laughs> this is this is nuts. This episode right here, man, and and when I was talking about at the beginning, what episode got me into the show? It's this one right here. I was literally just channel surfing, and I caught the beginning of the fight between Nola and Burton. And I swear, I turned the channel on, and I just saw that axe coming through the air. Boom! Right into Burton's shoulder. And he took it out, and these two went into one of the best TV, just fights, not even just TV, movie fights, anything fights that I have ever seen put together. It basically is shot in like one kind of continuous sequence where they're just fighting all, you know, in the back of the car, through the car, over the (laughs) car. Like, I mean, and they're beating the living shit out of each other. And I just, you know, and it literally ends with Burton shoving the he rips off like the the little angel kind of hood attachment that's on the you know front of the car he rips it off and he literally shoves it into nola's throat and opens her throat up and then he rips her fucking throat out literally (laughs) i mean i was like what the fuck did i just watch graphic as hell and like i said so i'm i've never seen the show before i catch that fight and I'm blown away. I instantly go on Twitter and I tweet like, I just saw one of the best fights of my life on a show Banshee. 
should I be watching this show? <laughs> and, and I got a whole bunch of sw- tweets back from everybody just saying, yes, you need to watch this show. The show is amazing. And then I went back to season one, binge watched it through two. And then I rewatched three and basically caught up to where season three was live at the time. By the time I went through everything just to catch up to it live. And then I finished three out, you know, as it was. Um, but that's what started it for me, man, is that fight. And you know what? Every time I'm with a friend locally who I can explain this show to and they say, I don't know if I want to check it out or not, I literally pull this fight up on my phone, I show them this fight, and when it's done, they go, yeah, I'm going to check that show out. <laughs> like, that's all you got to do is show people this fight. Now, the only thing that sucked for me, because like I said, remember, this is my first view of the show, I love Nola. Uh, I love the actress that plays her. She's awesome. And... I watching this fight and she gets her throat ripped out. So when I go back and I rewatch season one and her character shows up, I'm like, Oh, that sucks. I know she dies already in season three, <laughs> you know, because so that was kind of my own spoiler, uh, you know, going into it was once her character showed up, I'm like, well, I know she's dead. <laughs> like, so that kind of sucked, uh, you know, cause there was no surprise there since I, that was the episode that got me into it. But such an amazing fight. I just, I remember tweeting out, uh, to the actress that plays her and to the guy that plays Burton. And I tweeted both of them just how much respect I had for them and all the work they put into it. If you really look up the story behind that fight, they spent like two or three months literally choreographing that thing and practicing it like every day, hours a day, because they wanted to make it so special and so awesome. And they did a hell of a job, so I really wanted to let them know we appreciated it as fans. Um, so, I mean, that's just the start of the episode. And then we find out, you know, Hood's arrested and then the whole Brantley thing comes full circle from the second season. That That's what, you know, Lucas Hood's real son, uh, Jason is running from. And the dude is like this big, massive fat guy. And he's just like, <laughs> can't walk. And everybody's just beating him up. And that whole death scene was just nuts where he opens up the floor of the truck and he just dumps him out upside down. And oh his my God. Across the street. I'm like, Oh my God. Like just a hell of another death scene right there. Um, you know, um, that was a crazy. I mean, you know, the I love the I I really love the choices that the show makes with characters and what you know mm-hmm. who they are, what they look like. I mean, you know, this guy he's humongous. He can barely walk. He he basically lives in a in an, in an eighteen wheeler in a in the back of the trailer. It's and it's all set up inside it like a living room with a kitchen and everything. It's a just the weirdest thing in the world. <laughs> it's just uh, you know, and then they torture uh, you know uh, Hood trying to find out where Jason is. And I mean, it was just such an it was such a cool scene. But it's just like I'm thinking to myself like the you know just the choices they make is just awesome. You know, it, oh, it, it's excellent. It's just edge-of-your-seat awesomeness. <laughs> you know, and we talked about it in the previous recap shows where we, you know, we talked about how they kind of start a story and then sometimes they don't finish it right away and then they come back to it, you know, which is what they did big time with Chayton and then they did it here with the Brantley guy, you yeah. know, c- pulling up storylines that we think, oh, that's old and done, they're not going to go back to that, and they do, you know. And, of course, the big end to this, you know, episode is... Siobhan getting the file and finding out that Lucas Hood is not who he says he is. And let's not forget at this point, they're basically a couple, 
you know, they've been sleeping together, they really care about each other, and now Siobhan finds out, like, this is not the dude who I thought it was, and she's fucking devastated, and that, so, I mean, this episode is just so amazing, really, like, I mean, it's just, this is such a massively big standout episode, absolutely loved it. Yep, chock full of what the hell, holy what, huh, wow. <laughs> I mean, uh, I must have said wow a, a hundred times during this episode, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, and, you know, and we see again that Lucas, you know, just has this conscience that, you know, in the beginning of the season or beginning of the show, he doesn't really have, and you, you know, you see as it progresses he starts getting this moral compass and this almost like a, like a superhero complex almost, you know, like, like, you know, the term anti-hero, you know, um, you know, the show is filled with it. (laughs) Almost every character in the show is like an anti-hero where you root for them and you hate them and you root for him and then you hate him over and over and over again, you know, you know, so when Lucas defeat, you know, you know, uh, kills, uh, Brantley and he gets, you know, uh, jumps on, um, a dirt bike and gets out of there. He remembers that, you know, the FBI agent that arrested him in the first place, you know, they walked his ass out into the woods to start digging his own, own grave, you know, to kill him. And he remembers that, and he stops, turns around, and goes back to save his... You know, the guy that is go, you know, arrested him in the first place, he goes back to save his life. He saves his life, and, um, you know, and then spares his life, you know, and it was just, you know, it's just a character development, uh, uh, you know, part of, you know... Uh, the main our main character Lucas Hood is is you know you can see that you know he's he's becoming to have this like conscience to him you know what I mean like um you know him going back for the FBI agent was you know I, I thought it was pretty cool yeah no it was tight I mean one he kind of did it for his own selfish reasons too because I'm sure he felt like if I save this guy he'll maybe have my back kind of thing you know oh kind of like you know you scratch my back I'll scratch yeah. yours like an insurance yeah. policy yep okay okay don't forget you would have been dead if it wasn't for me yep exactly exactly which he basically was but then he was like well <laughs> I had this what? insurance policy out on me just in case so even though I'm cool with you now you're kind of fucked when somebody finds that file well and then he goes okay well thanks for sparing my life just to let you know (laughs) you might want to go uh yeah see siobhan yeah (laughs) and yeah the episode ends with him you know yeah going to siobhan's uh uh, streamliner or whatever those things are called and uh she's watching the uh uh, the interrogation video of Lucas Hood 15 years earlier. So, um, you know, and it ends, who the hell are you? You know, it's just really emotional, intense scene. But I mean, you know, uh, you know, I, again, we, we could probably, you know, talk about this one episode for another half hour, 
with everything that that, that went on. But uh, and by the way, Don, didn't you tell me that that fight between Nola and um, Burton? Didn't that fight uh, get like a number one best fight of 2015? Yeah, you're right. Uh, yeah, I for- totally spaced that. Um, yeah, IGN, um, which of course is a massively big entertainment site, does video game, video games, TV, movies. Uh, IGN did an uh, article about the top ten like fights, uh, television fights of 2015 and this was the number one fight of all of television so i'm not bullshitting when i say how awesome this fight is yeah so we can't say it again i mean banshee one of the best shows on tv and that you know the best fight of the entire year on tv was that fight and it was number one the hands down the best fight of the entire show up to you know so far hands down Right on. So, uh, episode four, they named it Real Life is a Nightmare. Yep. Uh, Shaban now knows Hood's not who he says he is and tells Hood he must leave. Carrie has a meltdown in the diner, quits her job, and goes on a wild spree that, that see her beating a guy in a bar and taking his motorcycle on a joyride. Uh, Davis steals a game from the video store as a gift for her little brother. Sugar and Job set out to steal, uh, to steal access credentials to set up their next job. Rebecca and Burton run <clears throat> the van, uh, yeah, run the van carrying Tommy's body off the road, then set it alight, killing the red bones that were driving it. Hood sets, uh, Hood sets out to kill Proctor as his final act or perhaps even gift to Banshee. But they get broken up by Brock, who then arrests Proctor and locks him locks him up in the jail cell. The scene ends with Hood, Siobhan, Brock, and the unlikely applicant for the vacant deputy post, Kurt Bunker, within the Banshee Sheriff's Office. With Chayton and his Redbones brothers outside the building, armed to the teeth, and firing their weapons, Hood tackles Shaban to the, to prevent her from being hit by any bullets. So, Chayton has all the guns that he stole from the raid in episode one, and uh, now he wants... Raven, he wants Proctor, and he wants the Red Bones that they have locked up. Uh, and if he doesn't get them, <laughs> you know, they're just going to keep on shooting. <laughs> and they got plenty of ammo to do it. Um, what was your uh, impression of this uh, episode? Uh, it was hit and miss for me. I, you know... I, I like the tension between, you know, the Siobhan and Hood thing going on and just, you know, where that was going to go. Would she forgive him? You know, where where's it going at that point? Um, I didn't like the Carrie side story. I didn't like the whole, like, oh, I had a meltdown and I quit and I'm going to go, you know, fuck up the bikers and steal his motorcycle. Like, I didn't care for that whole little side storyline very much. Um, 
the thing with devastating the video game, the thing that pissed me off the most about that scene was that video games everywhere, 60 bucks, uh, never anymore. And I think they had the label of that game at $75 on the rack. Oh, and, and, and side note, uh, uh, you know, fuck you Forza. (laughs) I hate you. You know, it was just, I was just like, come on now, let's not get crazy with that pricing on that video game. I never thought Um, about it. I, I did love <laughs> Sugar and Job stealing the access credentials. Uh, one of my favorite scenes, and I can't, I'm spacing the, the what happens right now, but it's like Job, and, and we talked about this on the other recap show. I was telling you, like, I would love to see a spinoff show of just Job and, uh, <laughs> and uh, what's his face? Um, sugar. And sugar. Yeah. You know, like, just because they have such great chemistry together. They really these do. Two. And when they're sitting in the car, and, um, you know, like Job, or, you know, Sugar's kind of like, I don't really like get what we're doing. And, and <laughs> Job does the whole like, we are stealing. <laughs> you know, like he kind of <laughs> does it all kind of retarded. Like, speaks it all slow. And he, like, and he kind of acts it out with his hands like, we stealing from them so that we can get inside that building. You know, like, and, and that part fucking made me crack up so much because especially Sugar's too, because he's like, I'm not an idiot. Like, you don't need to talk to me like that, you know? And it's just like, I just love their back and forth. I love and, it. Uh, you know, and I, and I love that even when they did go inside and they were like, uh, um, you know, when they were dressed as like the janitors or whatever. And then like job just like totally changing up his voice and, you know, just being all completely straight. Like, yeah, guys, you see the game on, you know, <laughs> like just the, not even like, you know, cause he just sounds so different all the time. And then when he was using, you know, basically his real voice, <laughs> like it was just funny, <laughs> you know? Um, so I, I, I did love that little side story. Um, yeah, the ending of course was the big one with them getting stuck inside the, um, you know, the caddy and then Chayton and all them just start shooting at, at the place and, and everybody kind of ducking for cover. You knew you were getting into something really big. I mean, I had heard straight from the first episode that everybody was like, wait till you see episode five, wait till you see episode five. Like that was going to be the big middle game changer kind of episode of how the tension was and how everything was coming. And, you know, we're getting there and, and that whole end of episode four there with, you know, everybody letting off the guns and, was just like, oh shit! I can't wait to see what happens next, and uh, it's yeah. crazy. Yeah, and they go right into episode, you know, episode five starts right where episode four ended, and it's like, okay, cool, no, no crazy whatever, you know. And then we'll get to what was going on. It's just, you know, it starts with just total, just nuts. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean. But I do agree with you. I mean, you know, uh, in in episode uh, episode four there. I mean, um, you know, whenever Job and Sugar do something together by themselves, it's always there's it's always funny. <laughs> always a good time. Mm-hmm. Very much. So anyway, so uh, let's get into what happened at the uh, at the caddy there, Don. Yeah, let's do it. Episode 5 is called Tribal. Uh, Chayton and the Red Bones begin their all-out assault on the Banshee Sheriff's office. Chayton demands Billy and Proctor, who is currently locked up in a jail cell, to be brought outside and presumably executed for the violence to stop. Chayton's demand is rebuffed, and the Sheriff's Department fortifies the office in order to buy time. However, Chayton and the Red Bones find openings which allow them to launch their attack. In the ensuing struggle, Proctor's lawyer is killed while unlocking the cell. Bill is shot by Chayton with a bow, and Kurt is severely wounded. 
Proctor and Lucas make their peace before Proctor escapes the war zone and calls for help. Before the help arrives, however, Lucas is incapacitated by a redbone, while Chayton incapacitates Siobhan and puts her into a headlock. After taunting Lucas, Chayton violently breaks Siobhan's neck before leaving the police station and evading capture, while Lucas helplessly holds his dead girlfriend's body in his arms. After being tended to, Lucas sits outside the police station with a look of revenge on his face. Whew. Yeah. So, this episode, man, I... I a was, roller coaster. Uh, yeah, I mean, so much going on in this one from the very beginning, just with, you know, like, people getting shot, them trying to get in, them trying to get out. Um, you know, it was cool seeing the dynamic between Bunker and, like, uh, who's the chick? Like, the, the black chick. She was, like, the new uh, the, uh, deputy. DA. Or DA, yeah. Like, and, like, how she didn't really trust him, but then he kind of told his story, and she didn't really excuse him for his actions, but she kind of understood where he was coming from. And I liked seeing that whole dynamic and that conversation take place. And, um, you know, just everything that was going on was just nuts in this episode. We saw Siobhan and uh, Lucas get to talk again. She was like, is that even really your name? And he's like, nope. And he whispers his real name to her, but we don't get to find out. Um, you know, and <laughs> I mean, but what can you say at the, you know, at the very end of all of this, it all comes down to Siobhan and her getting murdered by Chayton, getting her neck snapped. Um, I this, couldn't believe it. I, I mean, couldn't. I was like, some. I was just waiting for something to happen to prevent Chayton from doing it, but it never happened. Yeah, I, I honestly never. I didn't expect it to happen at all myself either. I mean, and this is another one of those foretelling things because I think in the very first episode of this season we see Chayton kind of running through the woods and he's he runs through a lake and he grabs like a deer and he literally snaps the deer's neck just exactly the same way which was just kind of like a little, you know, foretelling there <laughs> of something else that was going to happen. And, and you know, Lucas gets banged over the head, and he's laying on the ground, and he kind of opens his eyes, and it's very blurry and everything. And what he does he see when he opens his eyes is Chayton standing there with Siobhan in the headlock. And I'm just sitting, like, I literally was, like, on the edge of my couch, and I'm just like, oh, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it, fucker, <laughs> you know, yeah. and and I'm waiting, yeah, like you said, I was waiting for someone to come in the room, like Brock, or somebody come in and, like, shoot at Chayton, and he would have just dropped her, or, or what, I, I was like, there's no way, there's no way they're gonna kill her, it's the fifth episode of the season, there's no way, right, like, Siobhan, I personally love Siobhan, like, she's my favorite female character on the show, and, I loved her and Lucas being together. Like, I believed in that relationship. You know, I was so happy when they got together in the second season. And I and I believed in it, and I was very happy about it. And when he snapped her neck, I literally fell off the couch. I was just like, no. You know, like, I hadn't felt that on a TV show in yeah. years. Yep. Like, did you watch Dexter? No. Oh, see that there, there, and and see you should watch Dexter. That's a great, great show. Um, but there, there's a scene in Dexter in one of the seasons that literally the the finale episode, somebody shockingly is dead, and I had the same reaction. I was just like, "What the fuck? Like, I can't believe they killed her!" Like, 
it literally was that reaction all over again for me with this. Like, and, and there's not very many TV shows that can cause that kind of reaction. Like if a character dies on a show, I'm just kind of like, eh, whatever. Like they're dead. Like, you know, but, but I felt this like connection to Siobhan and I loved that character so much. And I could not believe he just snapped her neck. Like nothing like that. Like that death was just so horrifying to me. Like with that, that's the way her life came to an end. And, it was nuts, you know, and then you knew how personal the rest of this season was going to be because he wasn't going to be fucking around anymore <laughs> after this episode. Like, he was coming for Chayton, you know, and, and whew, uh, just an emotionally draining episode, man. I, I was very, very sad that they took her away. Uh, but once again, it proves, you know, this is the type of show that, like I've said yeah. before, doesn't matter if it's the first episode of the season, the middle episode, the last episode people can die and big characters can die and you're just like wow like you know like you just don't see it coming and uh this was this was a crazy one for me tell me about it i mean i you know there were so many levels of just you know emotions um you know just different you know i mean like little you know like you said edge of the edge of your couch falling off your couch you know like i literally you know just screamed what the you know what i mean like no <laughs> you know like uh i mean i was i was devastated when he broke her neck i couldn't believe it but that's what makes a show amazing they're not afraid to go that extra step you know they're not afraid to you know, like you said, kill a major character in, in just, you know, in the middle of the season. But, you know, it it was it was basically, you know, it almost had to happen to set up for the rest of the, uh, uh, you know, season. And, you know, it it not only set up uh, Chayton's character uh how he changed and just basically became just a cold-blooded killer but it also you know changed lucas uh and it really started to fuck with his head uh in the upcoming episodes you know to the point where he's like seeing her everywhere and you know he just has just this revenge now it's just you know i gotta go find this guy and kill him you know and you know, on top of everything else that he's trying to do, play, play sheriff, you know, plan out a like a very elaborate uh, scheme to steal a bunch of money from a you know military base, <laughs> you know, and on top of that, tracking down Chayton to get his revenge on him. So, I mean, um, but I mean, the the whole episode was just amazing it felt like if it, it flew by in like two minutes um but you know the entire episode was just the assault on the caddy and then at the end chayton you know actually killing siobhan and now she's dead you know oh, it was just so emotional so emotional 
Oh, mm-hmm. I mean, like I've I've goosebumps right now just thinking about it. Like you know, I want to go find the actor that plays Chayton and smack him in the face. <laughs> you know, it was just oh my god, it was so heartbreaking. But but again, an amazing episode, amazing episode. I would say, up to this point, of all the shows that you know, of all the episodes that we've gone over, the this episode was one of the best episodes that they had up to this point. Yeah. You know, and and like and like you said, you know, when a TV show can make you feel that feeling in in the in in just like the in in the in your gut just you know make you have such an emotional connection to what you're seeing and the character and everything uh this episode and that moment was you know had had that you know and i know exactly what what you're talking about and i felt the same way so oh my god oh boy oh boy and then you know, like like they said at the end, you know, a look of revenge on his face. So let's find out if he gets it. <laughs> you know, let's do it. Episode six. Rock on. Oh, that's me. Okay, so yeah, episode six. Uh, we were all someone else yesterday. Hood recalls his journey so far and what might have been. Uh, Siobhan's funeral takes place, but Hood watches from his car. Proctor's mother's funeral takes place. Kai attends, but Rebecca remains outside and later revokes the request from her family to rejoin their community. She appears to take control at the club but Kai returns and establishes his dominance. Rebecca is not pleased. Job and Carrie continue to plot the robbery of Cap Genoa. The FBI take over the operation and apprehend to, ha- to apprehend Chayton. Uh, Deva is seen pick, uh, picking a pocket by uh, Charlie Knowles, who invites her to a party at his house where drugs are shared and they make out. The feds begin their operation. Lucas appears to stay back. Uh, Hood actually gets ahead of the feds with uh, Job, finds Chayton, and attacks him. Another Redbone comes to Littlestone's aid and brawls with Job. A shot is fired, alerting the feds. Hood, Job, and Chayton run from the camp. Uh... Amy King uh, of Kanahu PD also gives chase and catches Chayton. They face one another down, but King is unable to fire on the Redbone leader, who prevails and starts to strangle the perilous Amy. Hood catches up and shoots Littlestone in the shoulder, but Chayton escapes, diving down into a small lake. The episode ends with Hood imagining what Banshee would have been like if he had managed to save the real Hood's life back in the first episode, ending with Hood fantasizing about pleasantly meeting Shaban before leaving Banshee with Job. I mean, you know, Hood, Hood, Hood and Job getting 
get in front of the FBI task force that's heading to where Chayton is. You know, they find him. Lucas shoves a knife into <laughs> into his leg, <laughs> you know, and and you know is like shushing him, you know. Uh, Job is fighting another guy, uh, you know, and then Chayton get you know, run, you know runs away, and now Chayton's on the run. Uh, you know, Amy could have pulled the trigger but didn't. He almost kills her, but you know, a Hood catches up with him and shoots him in the shoulder. Yeah, I mean, this episode was it. It's like I I was almost like no, he he couldn't have found him that fast. But, of course, he got away. So, what did you think about this episode, Don? Uh, I, I liked some of it, and I, there's other parts I didn't like too much. I mean, it was kind of a so-so episode for me. Um, I, I liked, you know, the, the drama of Hood and Job getting, you know, ahead of the task force and getting into the tent, you know. Um, I think it was kind of silly the way, you know, uh, Lucas handled that you know, instead of stabbing him in the leg, he should have just stabbed him in the damn heart or, or slit his throat or something while he was sleeping. Yeah. You know, but then again, you know, we would have had the big culmination, you know, the very next episode, like you said, and we had to draw that out a little bit more. So I guess it did what it was supposed to do. Um, I do like Amy a lot. She is awesome. She was a cool character. I, I was hoping that she would turn out to be part of the, um, you know, Banshee PD there, uh, eventually, but they didn't really ever go there. Um, but yeah, I mean, overall it was just kind of eh, this episode, other than like the whole, you know, Job and Lucas getting up to Chayton and them for that little bit, the rest of it was just kind of eh for me, you know, I didn't like the whole fantasy thing at the end of like, you know, Weird, all the visions, right? it's just, yeah, I mean, it was like, I don't know, it just, it felt they never did like it before. Banshee to me, you know, like it was all of a sudden it was like a Nicholas Sparks like love story and you know, I, I I get it. He was mourning and he lost, you know, somebody he really cared about. But in a show like Banshee, it just felt very odd to do this whole like, what if kind of thing. And I think it took up too much time, you know, on this episode. So I overall, this, this episode, episode was kind of just was. eh for me. Yeah, that, I think this episode was to take up time, to be honest. It felt that way. It was it it, it didn't need to it didn't need to exist. This entire episode, there was nothing revealed. There was, I mean, okay, cool. They they found him very quickly, you know, before the FBI did. Uh, you know, Hood plays around with him. I guess he wanted to enjoy, you know, his revenge um, at the expense of Job getting his, you know, ass kicked. But, you know... Um, and then the and the whole Amy thing with her not being able to pull the trigger on him, but then Hood, uh, you know, again shooting him in the shoulder. He's a better shot than that, you know. I mean, if he he did save Amy's life, so there's that. But ah, uh, you know. Uh, but I love like you know the FBI, uh, <laughs> you know, catches up with him. After Chayton jumps and you know jumps into the lake and gets away, <laughs> and the the head of the task force, so I'm gonna have your badge, and he just walks away. He's like, "Yeah, getting 
get in line. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, there was a couple funny scenes to it. You know, again, I, this episode was really just for some some more character development, I think. You know, and and now we have Chayton on the run. So. All right, episode seven. This one's called You Can't Hide from the Dead. Uh, Hood is losing his grip on reality, seeing Siobhan wherever he looks. Chayton hides out on a ranch and is helped by the widowed owner. He repays that kindness by killing her and her neighbor. Deva is on a downward path with the dropout Charlie Knowles. Carrie hears about this, so she and Gordon go round to retrieve their wayward daughter. They are not welcome, so teach Knowles and his friends some lessons. They fight and humiliate Knowles. And then leave with Deva. Back at the house, Carrie and Gordon have sex in the kitchen before Gordon leaves for his own home. Proctor is connecting with both his family and Emily, the latter much to Burton's displeasure. Meanwhile, Rebecca has struck a deal to supply the Salvadorians. During the heist at Camp Genoa, uh, Hood's ongoing hallucinations of Siobhan's distract him and Job is almost killed as a result. Despite Colonel Stowe managing to parlay Carrie, Job, Sugar, and Hood in physical combat, the four manage to complete the heist successfully. Hood returns to the caddy after the heist and learns that Amy uh, learns from Amy that she has heard from a source that Chayton is heading to New Orleans. Lucas decides to go to New Orleans to put an end to the murderous Redbone and tells Brock that he's in charge of the sheriff's department in his absence. Brock declines Lucas's order and states that he is going to come with him to New Orleans. So this was a pretty good episode overall. Um, you know, I I remember freaking out when they were, you know, in the base and Job is trying to, you know, do his thing and fucking Lucas is like sitting there like spazzing out and having all his damn visions and shit. And I'm like, he's going to fuck it up. <laughs> and then Job like getting in that fight and he, you know, hood, hood, yeah. <laughs> I need your help, hood. And just not getting help from him because he's all just like in his own little world, like spazzing out. Um, you know, this was, uh, yeah, I mean, this. Is this is this the one where they actually do the heist? Like, I mean, or this is um, I'm trying to remember. Like, I'm spazzing out. If um, <laughs> is is this the one that has all the like them actually going in with all the uh, like first person like visuals and cameras and all that stuff, or is uh, that later? Oh no, the, yeah, the, this one is when they they uh, yeah they this is when they, they steal everything, right? Yeah, 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 they. They, you know, they go in, you know, Job sets up like 45,000 cameras, GoPros everywhere, you know, so, and Sugar, you know, is watching everything, and it was pretty cool, had like a, like a Call of Duty aspect to it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I loved this scene, um, just of the whole robbery, and just of them, like, because we got literally all the different, you know, visuals from the different camera perspectives that were set up yeah. to the, like, first-person GoPros that they were wearing. And I just, I thought that that was just handled very, very well. It was well-directed, and I liked the way that that all came together uh, of them doing everything. I mean, that was just great, great stuff. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it was that, just just for that alone, this episode was really tight just to see the heist get pulled off. Yeah, the heist was really awesome. We done i mean you know really cool how everything you know what was filmed uh i mean you know really haran kudos to the cinematographer 
for setting all that up and the editor for doing what he did with it. It was just really, I mean, you, you knew what every character was doing during the entire heist at the same time by all the different screenshots and all the first person uh, POV shots. And, you know, it was really, really cool. You know, and like I said, like, uh, you know, like, you know, when they're, you know, and when they're getting out of there and being chased by, uh, you know, uh, uh, Colonel Stowe and, you know, and everything. And then, uh, you know, Stowe and Hood have a, uh, uh, you know, a fight, uh, you know, underneath of the van in the tunnel. Uh, you know, they, you know, I mean, Hood literally shot him three times with a shotgun. And, you know, but he, he was wearing, you know, a bulletproof vest. And the dude gets back up, gets into the van, <laughs> you know, fights all all uh three of them you know carrie job and uh um and uh hood you know uh after you know they detonate the explosion in the tunnel to seal it off and you know it was just a really great fight scene in a van with four people i mean and you know again you know, you get all these different camera angles from everybody and, you know, and this dude's just, you know, beating the hell out of everybody. And they finally get him out of the van and they take off and they're just sitting there and it, you know, it, and it, it, and it was an ongoing thing when they finally, you know, are done the heist. It, it was successful be, because they got the money. Um, but every, you know. Job was really pissed off at at uh, Hood for almost, you know, yeah, just letting him down and not backing him up. Um, when yeah, he, you know, and you know, I mean, it was a really, really cool episode. I liked it a lot. Yeah, awesome episode. <clears throat> yep, and then you know, um, then he finds out where Chayton is, New Orleans, and. Uh, you know, Brock's like, well, I'm going with you. And then Hood's like, okay, I'm driving. And then um, on to episode eight, I think. <laughs> yep. Still. All right. All the wisdom I ha- I got left. Hood and Brock head to Louisiana in pursuit of Littlestone. They are told his own people sent him away and push on to New Orleans to track him down. Not without a little adventure, Burton tracks some uh, surplus revenue to Rebecca and the Salvadorians. He threatens to reveal all to Kai, but she suggests Kai would choose his niece over Burton. Job accuses Sugar of taking some of the money. Sugar has given it to Oscar Cruz Jr., the son of the man he crippled in a fight. Uh, Job recovers the money and informs Sugar that Cruz Jr. has been scamming him. In the Big Easy, the pair wait for Chayton to make a move. Hood awakes to find uh, the Redbone standing over him with a knife. The ensuing fight sees both scoring hits with fist, feet, and blades. Brock arrives armed and Littlestone leaps from the balcony. Hood tracks Chayton to the, the the deserted port where, with Brock's shotgun, he first blows a hole in Chayton's side. Then, as Chayton is saying a final prayer, 
fired the shotgun and takes off <laughs> off half of Chayton's head. The body is cast into the waiting river. Uh, Hood says he's not going back to Banshee, but Brock persuades him to return to take care of Proctor. Kai is rejoining the church of his family when armed men arrive and take him and Emily away. Rebecca fires at the retreating kidnapper's vehicle to no effect. Uh, Stowe recalls the robbery and suspects Carrie might be uh, might ha- have have been involved. I'm sorry, got caught up on that last one there. But geez, Louise. Um, so basically, yeah. I mean, you know, Chayton's been on the run the whole time. He finds out where they are, where he is. He, you know, him and Brock track him down. Um, what they don't they don't go over is uh you know they first find Chayton in a uh, underground fighting ring, which was a really cool fight, really cool scene I thought. Uh, after you know Chayton kills another guy by snapping his neck in the middle of the ring, you know, uh, and there comes Hood, <clears throat> jumps into the middle of the ring and starts fighting him. Um. What did you think about the episode there, uh, Don? Um, I liked it. Uh, you know, I mean, the big standout, obviously, this episode is him killing Chayton. I mean, that was the big, the yeah. big send-off we've been waiting for was to get the revenge for Siobhan, you know, and they've just been fighting and chasing each other everywhere, and yeah, they get down to that dock, and he cocks that shotgun, and he shoots him in his side, which was pretty graphic in its own right. Like, I mean, literally his whole side just kind of gets blown out. Yeah. And then he stops, and he's saying his little prayer, and, and Lucas is just like, fuck you, pray all you want, you, you're going to hell. And he literally shoots his fucking head off. And it was one of those scenes that it was like, oh, shit. Like, oh, yeah. Did it. I mean, they show literally, I mean, him getting his damn head blown off. And it is graphic as hell. And you're just like, damn, man, what a send off there. You know, and they dump his body in the river. And you're just like, finally, you know, we got this you know, taken care of and we can set, you know, one part of the storyline away um, since we know that we're going to be focusing on the damn general guy now. Um, but yeah, Chayton was an amazing character that led us through basically two seasons and then he got his head shot off, uh, <laughs> you know, literally yeah, half just, of his head gone. Yeah. It, but it one was eye. Sick. eyeball popping out. <laughs> oh just crazy. God. Yeah. Yeah, it was literally so graphic that I literally went, oh, and I closed my eyes. <laughs> yeah, just nuts. So, I mean, the, the rest of the episode's kind of like, uh, it was good. I mean, good, you know, stuff too. But for me, that episode will always just be the New Orleans battle. And then, you know, obviously Chayton getting killed. Yeah, yeah. And the way he did it too was just awesome. I, I, I You know, I thought... You know, not a gunshot to the chest, not a slice in your neck. He shoots half of his head off. I mean, like literally, you know, just half of his head disappeared. <laughs> but but his eye somehow made it. <laughs> was still attached to his to the le- to the left side of his head. <laughs> it was so graphic. Oh God. <laughs> but so rewarding. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I, I think I cheered. <laughs> so, but I mean, Luke, you know, Lucas can chase a guy down, can he? 
<laughs> he he just doesn't stop. Yeah, it's the Terminator, man. <laughs> Tell me about it. <laughs> Lucas the Terminator Hood. Rock <laughs> on. So yep, I mean, you know, that puts an end to the whole Chaitin thing. You know, he got his revenge. Yes, sir. All right, let's go to episode nine. This one is Even God Doesn't Know What to Make of You. Kai is being beaten by the Blackbeards. Their leader, Frazier, explains that this is his response to Rebecca selling to Morales, the Salvadorians. Emily has to watch on. Hood returns to Banshee, but Job is not welcoming after Lucas left him for dead. Hood recalls how their friendship came about. Rebecca asks Hood for help with Kai, but Hood refuses. She tells Brock that Emily is also captive. He convinces the sheriff to help. Lucas enlists Job, who, as as a last favor, locates Proctor and his captors. Hood and Brock rescue Emily, but leave Kai to his kidnappers, leaving the site that they meet Rebecca and Burton, but will not help them liberate Proctor. Kai manages to overcome his would-be executioners, and kills them, except for Fraser, who escaped without any help from his niece. He goes to Emily's home and tells her that their relationship is over. Stowe and company round up Sugar, Job, and Carrie. Stowe tries to get her name, uh, get her to name the accomplice. Deputy Raven arrests Deva, uh, catching her getting high in the park. Gordon refuses to bail her out, but Hood takes her home against the mayor's wishes. At the bar, Hood and Gordon find evidence that Stowe has captured the trio. Um... This was another, like, okay episode. I mean, it, it was a fun episode. Didn't really do much, I felt, to the overall story. Um, you know, a lot of filler kind of thing, especially... I wasn't caring too much about the whole Salvadorians and the drug deals and all that kind of stuff that they were kind of messing with. Um, I thought it was funny that they rescued Emily and then just said, fuck you to Proctor and left him there to die. Oh, well, yeah, that was yeah. pretty funny. Um, you know, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, overall, this was just kind of a, eh, you know. I, I, I did hate that, that Hood kind of went against Gordon's wishes, you know, when Gordon was trying to tell Deva, like, no, you're going to spend the night in jail. Like, this is what you deserve. This is what you're going to get as punishment. And then he just went and opened up the cell and was like, yeah, you can go home. <laughs> so that kind of bugged me a little bit. Why? Uh, uh, just because, I mean, I, you know, uh, Gordon, in all sense of the word, is basically her dad. You know, I mean, we all know that True. yes, Lucas is her father, but it was Gordon's wishes, and he, you know, he told Hood, "Don't, you know, I want her there. Don't let her out." And I didn't like that he that he went against that. You know, as somebody who has a daughter myself, I don't think that's cool. <laughs> so, you oh, know, fair enough. You know, I I think that he should have respected Gordon's wishes. It was one night, and it's in the prison that you know Hood is there. He could have kept her company if he wanted and just looked after her. You know, it didn't need to actually you know, let her out. But, you know, like I said, for, for me, just overall, it was just, I mean, it, it, not that it was a bad episode. It was just kind of, you know, we were setting up for the big blow away, which is finding out that everybody was taken basically captive now. And Lucas is going to have to go bust them out. Okay. Okay. Well, you know what? You changed my mind on the whole, you know, hood taking, uh, uh, diva, uh, to, you know, home against Gordon's wishes. I like that, but after what you just said, um, I agree with you. I agree with you a hundred percent. You know, <laughs> me personally, I don't have any kids, so I don't have you know um, any you know basis to 
reflect on that, but you do. And after hearing that, okay, you know what? You're right. He should he should have left her there. But you know when when has Lucas done anything that Gordon has asked him to do? <laughs> True, but you know what? But even even for Lucas as her real dad, you know, like I mean, he kind of almost like condones when she does stupid shit. You know, like he well, knew he she teaches bro- her how to do. Well, that's what I'm saying. Shit. Well, like he, he he knew she like broke into that one place. I don't know. I think last season and. He kind of let her off the hook on that, you know, like he just, he always lets her off the hook. And I just think that like, obviously that's not setting the right example for her. He almost nurtures it. Yeah. You know, it's like, so she just kind of like, oh, I'll keep doing it then. He doesn't care. And, you know, while Gordon's trying to be the, you know, the respective, you know, father setting the right example. And, you know, it wasn't like she was going to prison forever and he was just like, fuck it. Like it was literally just one night and he was like, Hey, you did, did the crime do the time, you know, kind of thing. And I just think, you know, for once Lucas should have just been like, you know what? Like you can't be acting like this, you know, you should know better. And yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like Lucas came a long way since this first season to where I feel like he, I don't know. I don't feel like that was really something he would, could known you know even though he does his own shit i would think that he'd want better for his daughter you know yeah fair enough no i totally agree with you totally agree with you and as far as the rest of the episode you know with uh you know kai being kidnapped and everything with emily you know uh, and then brock uh you know pretty much uh telling hood like you know you're going to you know do this for me because i've done all this for you so you know you owe me you know so then he does it, um, and, uh, you know, basically, you know, Job and, uh, Lucas having pretty much fallen out at this point, and, uh, because Job is still really pissed off about how he almost got him killed by, you know, spazzing out an episode or two before, you know, during the robbery, so, you know, um, but then, you know, how how Kai gets out of it, you kind of knew it was going to happen. So, yeah, I mean, like, this episode, it was, yeah, okay. I mean, the one thing I did kind of take notice is Rebecca's shitty little grin that Emily was, you know what I mean? Like, you, you're either with me or against <laughs> me kind of shit, yeah. right? So, you know, she finally got to see Kai get what you know he gave to her you know what I mean so uh, you know well you know we knew that Rebecca was jealous at this point you know that her uncle was you know we find Rebecca and Proctor literally in bed with each other in the first episode of this season and then you know uh, Emily comes into play and then all of a sudden Proctor's attentions go to her and I think that that's why Rebecca spends a lot of this season trying to make deals of herself and do all this stuff to make Proctor proud of her so he could kind of, you know, she could kind of bring him back over to her. And so then, yeah, when all the shit goes down and, and she gets him to basically, like, he was kind of softening up in this season. And then, after, and then after this shit, he goes kind of back to being badass. And he's like, you know what? <laughs> I give no fucks anymore. And then all hell's going loose. And at this point, yeah, she's kind of like, <laughs> you know, because especially because he, he ditches, you know, Emily. So, yeah, no, I, 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 I did like that dynamic. Yeah, I I I really like that that I mean, you know, she's a really great actress, you know, uh, Lily 
Anderson, I think her name is. I don't know. I think it's, uh, yeah, it's Lily something. Lily something. <laughs> Li- Lily hotness. <laughs> yeah. Lily oh so fine. <laughs> L- Lily, either I'm wearing white, black, or a combination. <laughs> Whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I I, I kind of like that 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 scene. She's a good, good actress. So, um, but yeah, um, you know. Uh, okay. So that brings us right to uh, see, uh, season three finale. Oh yeah. Every every show so far. You know, got the hands warmed up. <laughs> and I guess it's my turn to read the last episode for season three. Uh, we all pay eventually. Hood and Gordon launch an all-out assault on Stowe's compound while Proctor, Burton, Rebecca, and the leader of the Salvadorians launch an attack on Fraser and his men. As the assault takes, Hood has flashbacks to when he was trained by a recruiter named Dalton. Gordon is mortally wounded during the assault on Stowe's compound. However, he manages to shoot Stowe, who is then stabbed to death by Carrie. Before dying in Carrie's arms, Job is also kidnapped by one of Stowe's men at the end of the assault and taken to an unseen uh, person, presumably Dalton. Proctor and his accomplices uh, manage to kill all of Fraser's men, and allows the Salvadorian leader to cut Fraser's head off. After Gordon's death, Lucas returns to Banshee, and announces that he is resigning from his job as sheriff, something that intrigues Proctor. Wow. How many times is he going to resign? (laughs) So that, I mean, you know, I was extremely satisfied and I have, you know, been waiting and uh, the end of this episode just killed me. Job getting kidnapped and then helicoptered out of uh, Camp Genoa, you know. You know, Sugar asking Lucas, so how do we get him back? And how do we find him? And Lucas is like, I don't know. That's what Job was for. (laughs) So, you know. But, uh, you know, the flashbacks to, uh, you know, we find out that finally, you know, uh, uh, Hood was, you know, recruited for the special task force or whatever that this guy Dalton runs. Um, and, um, yeah. So the flashbacks, uh, of that, uh, were kind of important, you know, due to, you know, Joe being kidnapped and taken away. So I'm guessing in season four, you know, that's, that's what, uh, you know, Hood's going to do. That's why he resigned. Um, but then Kai, you know, coming over to talk to him after he resigned, he goes, eh, he's, being a sheriff never really suited you anyway. 
<laughs> it was just kind of funny how he said that, you know, it was just yeah. so matter of factly and just, <laughs> and, and hook, you know, our main character is just like, yeah, guess not. <laughs> so, uh, so what did you think about the last episode of uh, season three there? I thought it was a great finale. Um, you know, it definitely left us hanging like finales are supposed to do with, you know, with Job getting, you know, he thinks he saved everybody and then where'd Job go, you know, and then all of a sudden you, the helicopter's taken off and you just see it in Hood's face because, I mean, Hood's already struggled so much this season with letting Job down, <laughs> right? Right, and, yeah. and, and And basically him getting abducted was just the last piece of that puzzle of him to be like, oh, shit, like now, you know, I didn't get to save my friend and... But it was a great cliffhanger to lead us to where now it's like, man, I can't wait to see, you know, where we go to get Joe back, you know. Um, so I'm excited about that. I thought the whole attack on the on the camp and, you know, them, you know, trying to rescue everybody and just uh, how they played out. That was great. Um, we got another loss. We lost Gordon, who passed away. Um, so, you know, like that was another big death. I mean, Gordon was a character we've been, you know had our ups and downs with season since season one you know and and now he's he's dead and did what he needed to do and um yeah i mean you know finally the the general guy gets his ass kicked <laughs> you know he was a psycho character man that guy was nuts yes he and was. uh you know it was just it was a good wrap-up and then i i just i really liked the ending because i mean with with Hood turning in the badge now, finally, officially, for what we presume, the you know, the last time, and him being like, you know what, I resign, we just know that this last season is balls to the wall because he's not being pigeonholed by anything that's related to the police, but he's probably, you know, he's obviously still going to have the help, I think, of Brock and all of them, you know, who still respect him now at this point and want to help out with anything they can, and... uh it's going to be interesting, man. I thought this was just a great finale, and it really leaves you off to be like, "Damn, give me the next season right now!" Like, I want to, I want to keep yeah. going, man. We need to keep going with the story, you know, and see where it takes us. So, yeah, this was this was a good finale. I mean, it was it was so good that I I, I just couldn't wait for season four to, you know, to start, and then when you know they, they announced it last December that it was being pushed back you know, four months, you know, that's when I got the idea to, you know, do, do this show that we're doing. And I asked you to do it and you said, yes. Uh, and, and I'm really grateful that you did. And I've had a lot of fun going, going over the, you know, the first three seasons up to this point with you, Don, and, and with, with, you know, I hope the listeners have too. And, uh, you know, and it's just really, you know, you know, I mean, I cannot wait until April 1st. I can't wait to, to watch it, uh, you know, and then to do the show with you, Don, every week and go over what we, what happened in that episode. And we can, you know, instead of, you know, cramming 10 episodes of, uh, just awesome, awesome stuff. Like there was so much stuff that that happened in this uh season you know what i mean so many new characters so, you know so so many awesome scenes um you know we focused in on the major ones here tonight but uh, or on the show but 
I mean, the whole season was amazing. It was the best season out of all three of them, I think. Uh, oh, I, agree? I agree. Oh, yeah, no, that's how we started it off. I mean, yeah. this is, you know, this is the show that just continues to top itself season after season after season. Like I said, we season one, you're like, how could they ever top it? They did. Season two, how are they ever going to top it? They did season three. And it just leaves us to feel like, man, we're in for something special with season four. Because season four on paper to them was so good that they decided this is going to be the last season because they felt like we're well, telling the right story. We're wrapping up the right story. You know, we need to go out on top. And it's hard, man. It's very good. hard this day and age to top yourself and always make each season better so I, I appreciate that they were smart enough to say we know when to pull it and you know and this is this is where we want to go out yeah yeah i mean i'm i'm really happy that they're they're going to do that you know and but i'm sad at the same point because i well, don't want i don't <laughs> want the show to go away but nobody wants it to you know but it's good to have an ending you know there's so many shows that I've watched in the past that I've invested time into and have watched, and then they cancel it, and you never get a resolution to anything. Yep. And but this show, and um, I, I mean, Don, you know, your expertise is in you know movies and TV entertainment, right? You know, every season up to this point have been ten episodes. Why would they go to eight for the final one? I, you know, I, I don't know. It's killing me. It, it is. It, it's killing me because you figure it's already bad enough that we're saying it's the last season. Yeah. And then they want to cram it into eight episodes. I don't know why. I don't know if they felt like, you know what? Doing these three seasons and the recaps and the reviews that we've done, every season always has a couple episodes that yes. were kind of like, eh, it wasn't really needed. And you know what? Maybe they realized that too. And they just said, you know what? Instead of 10, we got an outline that covers eight action-packed start-to-finish episodes with no filler. You know? And that's just what they decided to do. You know, to really go out with a bang and a super strong finish of a season. That's what I would assume at this point is the reasoning behind that. And you know what? You're you're probably 100% right. And I knew you would have the, the right answer for it. Because I I I was just like they're shorting me too up, yeah. but you're absolutely right, man. I mean, even with this, I mean, we're, yeah. this was the best season, yet. Yet, I mean, they're they're all great, but you know, like but we said, there's, there, there's about two, yeah, two to three debatable episodes that if they just took pieces of it and put it into other episodes, it didn't need to be there. You know, all the seasons this one and prior could have been eight episodes and you still would have got the same outcome yep so okay well, one of the other things i wanted to touch on too that we actually wasn't really in our um description of that last episode was uh what happened with bunker oh my uh, goodness that's a pretty big deal i'm surprised it actually wasn't in the synopsis of the episode but yeah uh, you know we we deal with like we explained with it we got this new character bunker who now at this point has officially become part of the team you know lucas has allowed him to come on you know he's trying his best to be a deputy everything but his former you know racist brotherhoods um don't agree with what he's doing you know they're pissed that he's a cop and all this stuff and of course we find out that his brother is actually the leader of like this white supremacist group yep. and um bunkers they show bunkers sleeping 
and he gets attacked by his brother and some other guys who hold him down and they hold a basically a blowtorch to his face. And uh, that was crazy, man. That was a crazy, crazy moment, crazy scene. Tell me um, and All I right. can't, and I really am very excited to see where we go next with that character because I read that the guy that plays his brother uh, has been basically become a, you know a full fledged cast member for this last season. So they're obviously going deeper with that whole thing. And uh, you know, I'm curious to see the revenge that Bunker gets and how fucked up is he going to be in the new season? You know, is he going to just be bandaged up the whole season or you know what? Like, I mean, he they literally took a blowtorch to his face. Yeah, they, so, I mean, they burned off all of his tattoos on, and he was tattooed to yeah. every part of his body. I mean, yeah. that would that must have been a lot of burning. Oof. Yeah, it was it was pretty crazy. So I, that's another part of the story that I can't wait to see where we go. So, I mean, there's a lot, man. You know, we got a lot to look forward to in Season 4. Like you said earlier, we got new characters like Elijah Dushku. I think we're going to have a couple of new deputies. And, um, you know, we, we got Hood not being sheriff anymore and not having, you know, that behind him. I think, you know, we got to see the culmination of him and Proctor. And then we also got to see, you know, him get Joe back. And is he going to end up with, you know, Carrie at the end? Like, there's a lot of questions to be had here. And I can't wait to see it all come together. We are literally less than two weeks away. April 1st on Cinemax, everybody. It begins season four the final season and um you know if you don't have cinemax i'm telling you call your local cable provider satellite provider and just tell them like hey i really would like to try out this channel they'll probably give you like three months free and then that way you can watch the season and just enjoy it man take it get a free trial Um, you only need (laughs) two months it's only eight episodes they'll get you through it and then you know you have no excuse to not be able to see it because you don't want to miss out on this it's going to be very very special and as link said you know this show right now has been a once a month episode once a month uh show and you know if you in case you didn't hear our breakdown of what we're doing here you know starting april 1st um you know not exactly april 1st when we'll do the show but starting with the season premiere on april 1st uh this show here welcome to banshee will become a weekly podcast where we will become you know uh, a wrap-up show of that episode that's on that week so then we can discuss that one episode you know with it fresh in our minds fresh in all of your guys's minds for watching the new season and uh discuss and talk about where do we think this is going to lead us later in the season i love to speculate and it's going to be a lot of fun to speculate you know where we're going from season from episode to episode once we get into this new season so definitely look out to see the new welcome to banshee episodes just kicking out on a weekly basis here coming out within the next couple weeks so once april hits baby keep an eye out for us every week you know we don't have really a set schedule yet like on every sunday or every monday when it's going to drop but we promise you we'll get it to Together. We'll knock them out and we'll have those episodes up weekly before the new episode comes out uh, of us discussing uh, season four. So that's going to be really, really good stuff. So definitely make sure that you keep an eye on Red Dragons Radio. Follow on Twitter at Red Dragons Radio. Follow us on Twitter at Welcome to Banshee. It's the number two Banshee. So it's Welcome to number two banshee so you know what's going on when the episode drops we'll be tweeting talking about the episode so you know that twitter is going to start getting a lot more active just definitely keep an eye on everything subscribe on itunes so you get it the second it drops it's going to be some good good stuff coming out right oh yeah and you know tell everybody you know and uh make sure you play them the noah and burton fight 
and they'll be hooked. <laughs> they'll be hooked, baby. Episode three of season three. That's all it takes right there. Show them that fight it happens in the first like five minutes of the episode. So yep. definitely check it out. Uh, so that'll do it for us. We have wrapped up our season three recap and review. Uh, it is all in the books, man. We are caught up. We've done our intro. We've done season one, two, and three now. Totally in the books. We're moving on to our fourth and final season of Banshee. So once again, April 1st, it launches. Check it out. Once again, follow us on Twitter. Welcome to Banshee. Follow my boy Lynx over here on Twitter at LLNKZ. And then uh, also check him out. Uh, He'll tell you a little bit about uh, some other little podcast he's got going on right now on Red Dragons Radio. What you got for him, man? Well, other than this fine program that I'm doing with you at DX Don Mega um, on reddragonsradio.com. Um, you know, uh, my main show that I do with uh, my wife, Missy, uh, and uh, my best friend, Jay. Uh, it's called The Indie Sports Car Podcast, and the racing season has begun, everybody. Uh, IndyCar is, uh, St. Pete is in the books. You know, Formula One just started today, or yesterday, should say, and, um, you know, thank God Fernando Alonso is okay. Uh, you know, I mean, you know, racing at its finest, and uh, we love it, and, uh, you know, we can't get enough of it, and, you know, uh, and uh, also Sebring, 12 Hours of Sebring just happened this, this weekend past, so... You know, the Indie Sports Car Podcast, and it's uh, at uh, ISCP Podcast on Twitter. Or you can go to my website. It's called uh, the Indie Sports Car Podcast.com. So check us out there. And uh, I also um, uh, have a, an other side uh, project that I'm doing. I just do it myself on the weekends. It's called Way Off Topic with Frank. Um, and. Uh, uh, you know, it's pretty much exactly what it sounds like. It's, you know, check that out. And it's uh, right there at reddragonsradio.com. Booyah. And- so lots of podcasting going on there. Check out the Indie Sports Car Podcast, Way Off Topic with Frank. They're both available on reddragonsradio.com. So you can check them out right now. Uh, and, of course, for myself, you can follow me on Twitter at DXDonMega. And my side project, my main side project, my love, my passion is Am I on the Air? Uh, like Frank, Frank told you guys, uh, my big side thing is talking all movies, TV, reviews. Uh, it's Am I on the Air? So go to AmIOnTheAir.com, RedDragonsRadio.com, listen to Am I on the Air. Put out a show pretty much every other week, uh, bringing you up to speed with all the latest news in entertainment, TV, movies, reviews, and so forth. Uh, so that's available. I also have another spinoff show called Am I Still on the Air, which we put out you know, here and there just as about special topics. So you can check that out uh, over on Red Dragons Radio as well. Uh, and uh, my other show is Red Dragons Assemble. So make sure you check that out. That's a once a month show, uh, which will actually have a new episode coming out later this week. And uh, so you can check that out, of course, at Red Dragons Radio as well. So lots of podcasts. I mean, Frank's got basically three, including this one. I got, you know, four, including this one. <laughs> we're, we're all over the place on reddragonsradio.com. So make sure you follow on Twitter at Red Dragons Radio. So you always know what's going down with all the podcasts because there's so many many podcasts out there uh but but if you like one you'll probably like the other and while you're at red dragons radio you know click around take a look at everything that's available on there there's a lot of stuff uh 
from all kinds of genres to, you know, wet your whistle. So uh, it's definitely follow along, spread the love. And if you're a Banshee fan, you know, make sure you follow us. Tell all the other Fanshees out there to check out Welcome to Banshee. And uh, we'll be here every week moving forward uh, for season four. So hope you enjoyed the season three recap and review. So for Lynx and myself, we'll catch you next time, y'all. Peace. Yeah.